profit is not cash. Can't you say, I'm going to launch a Facebook ad today. Everyone can only handle three I feel like we need to stop putting ourselves in restrictions. What do you actually want out of your business? You're listening to Forest FM, the salon business show with your host, Zoe Galilla Springer. For your industry, by your industry. This coming April 4th and 5th in San Diego, California, is taking place two days of creativity, beauty, and community. For those based in the U.S. already in the know, you guessed it right. Euphora's Global Connection event is back and ready to reignite your passion for beauty, inspire new goals, and spark the creative genius that propels you towards success as an artist, leader, and change maker. And on this week's episode, we have the pleasure of welcoming industry and Euphora educator Hunter Donia. It's really important for people of all ages, people of all years of experience under their belt to listen to all ages and all different years of experiences. I had to fail a lot, okay, a lot with building my clientele. If there are things that you can automate, if there's things that you can streamline and make the client experience better at all in the same breath, right, why wouldn't you do that? It's because we're scared, it's because we're uncomfortable, and it's because we don't have the right education and we're not following the right mentors. And when you really lean into that uncomfortability and you start to streamline your processes and get with the program with 2022, you will see transformation in your business and the way that your clients respect you, interact with you, and start booking with you. Hunter's a hairstylist and client experience expert based out of Central PA. He's passionate about teaching beauty professionals how to grow their business by setting boundaries through automation and elevating the client experience. In 2020, Hunter was recognized as the youngest up-and-coming hair colorist by Beauty Launchpad, and in 2021, he was named in Modern Salon's Top 115 Faces of Sola. He's presented at industry conferences across the U.S. and launched a business to educate hairstylists on how to leverage automation to set client boundaries and introduce fresh strategies that prevent behind-the-chair burnout and drives business. Hunter, welcome to Forest FM. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. You bring such good energy to your social media presence. I just know that we're going to have a great time and conversation together. Oh, Zoe, we're going to live our best lives. Thank you so much for having (laughs) me. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. How does it feel to be on both sides of the mic? Yeah, you've just recently launched your own podcast, The Modern Hairstylist. So congratulations and uh, welcome aboard this uh, wonderful ride that is hosting podcasts. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. I love doing podcasts, whether I'm, you know, I'm uh, doing it myself or whether I'm doing it in an interview, whatever it may be. But I will say I love doing like two people podcast the most because I love feeding off of like live energy. Like sometimes like when I'm just by myself and I'm doing a solo episode, I feel like I'm speaking to like nobody, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though I'm speaking to like a bunch of people at the (laughs) end regardless. But I don't know. I really like actually getting to like interact with somebody. So I'm super excited for our time together. Yeah, I totally get what you mean by the the recording solo. You have to bring such a higher level of energy just to match up what you normally have with a live conversation for sure. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, I've introduced you as an industry and euphoria educator. You're a podcaster, but you're also a hairstylist and a client experience expert. How does one go about becoming such an expert? What does it entail? And what has your journey as a hairstylist in the industry been like so far that you've made it to that point? 
So I started uh, when I was really young in the industry. I started when I was 15 years old. I uh, oh, wow. attended my, my yeah, I, I attended my local vocational um, cosmetology program when I was in high school. And I got into a salon when I was 16 as an assistant. And I like worked my way up through that. I got my cosmetology license before I graduated high school. And I had a lot of time to be on the side that's like not really doing the hair, right? Yeah. I got the time to really just watch and train and serve clients for like a really long time. Like that was my main job to like keep the place clean, to keep the experience running smoothly and keeping everybody on time, giving a really great shampoo and a really great style and blow dry and education when I'm blow drying, like all of those good things when I was assisting. And I had like maybe like three years of assisting just doing that. And I really believe that through that time and through all of uh, all of that time being able to really just focus on the people side of the industry instead of mm-hmm. um, you know of course I was focusing on the hair every now and then but but it was mostly like the experience side when I really got um onto the floor and started to do hair myself and take clients myself that part was like compl- I had it down pat like it was it was just <laughs> I had to add like the actual hair stuff into it after and um I was lucky enough to be in a uh U4 salon that uh, really uh, had customer experience or client experience really centered and really consistent and systematized and service-based and and sales-based as well, which I believe really helps to create a fantastic client experience. And it's just always been something that in the salons that I've worked at and what my fellow peers and stylists have seen from me is like my number one superpower. So it's self-proclaimed, but I have (laughs) had people say that I am a guest experience expert, so I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Take it and run with it. <laughs> so um, at some point from just reading your bio, and I, I'd love for you to dig into to this a bit more. At some point in your in your journey, you moved city and you had to like rebuild your entire clientele. Is that right? 100% yes. So how did that happen? Like, yeah, tell me about the story. So I had been in that same um, salon that I like grew up in basically for about like five years. I didn't because I went to vocational school and I like got my cosmetology license before I graduated high school. I like never experienced like moving out. Like all my friends went to college. Like I was still yeah. at my dad's house, like living my best life, like just being a like, young little boy. And I haven't had any crazy <laughs> changes yet. But I, I met a boy okay. as one does. <laughs> and um, and uh, it was like a little bit long distance. Like he lived like about an hour and a half away. And it was like, we were like a year and like year or so in. And I was like, you know what? I'm not all about like, I, I can't imagine even marrying somebody before understanding what it's like to live with somebody. <laughs> so, so I was like, let me not waste any time. Like, let me find out if this man is worth more of my time. And so I moved out uh, an, about an hour and a half away from where I lived, like I said, and I had to completely build my clientele from scratch. I gave away like my five years of, of building that, that clientele up in my hometown. And, um, and I, yeah, and I had to had to rebuild from scratch once I got out here, and I'm still here, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, it turned out good for you. It turned out great. Um, how did you feel about yes. like moving? Were you were you kind of nervous about um, giving up that that clientele of five years? Like, were you anticipating anything coming into this new town? Like, what was your what was your state of mind like? You know what was really interesting? I was actually way. 
Of course I was nervous. Like, it was Mm -hmm. super scary. But it was so interesting. I was, like, way too confident. I was like, I know I'm going to be able to build a clientele from scratch. Like, I know I can do this. And you want to know what's funny? I came out here, and actually, my first couple months, I was very not successful uh, with doing that. Like, it was so much slower than I thought it would be. I was extremely discouraged and I was almost to the point where I was like considering another career because I was like, I don't think this is going to work for me. And um, luckily I was able to turn that around, but in the beginning it was really, really hard. And I, I thought I had the education that I needed to be able to um, build a clientele quickly. I thought that I had the wits and the mentorship that I needed to grow a clientele in this new area, but I really, really didn't. And um, I learned that lesson the hard way. And so luckily I was able to turn it around, but it definitely started out very scary and very discouraging. So if you're listening to this and you are in in the midst of building your own clientele or you are nervous to move to a new space or you have moved to a new space and it's been a little bit harder for you, I want you to know that you're not alone. It's not something that comes supernaturally and it's something that takes like mentorship and education and understanding of marketing and et cetera, et cetera. And you can get there and you will get there, I promise you, with some dedication and right mentorship. Yeah, 100%. And I think like at the end of the day, it's an act of courage, like towards yourself, you know, it's it shows like how, like how strong of a character you have, like how resilient you can be to just like try and push through and find ways to make it work for yourself. You know, I think it's it's something really worth celebrating. And I hope I hope you've celebrated it, <laughs> you know, throughout oh, the years. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it, I mean, you and you know what? I love that you said celebrating it because, like, I, I'm glad that I've been able to, able to turn it around. And yeah. I'm glad that I was able to make that big, scary decision. But I'm also really, really, I, I really celebrate the failure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a firm believer that, um, you need to fail in order to succeed. Like it's it it needs to happen. Like in mm-hmm. one way or another, in small ways, in big ways. Like failure. I know. I I mean, yes, of course, it's always gonna suck. It's never gonna feel good. However, I don't look at failure as like the end of the world anymore. And I don't look at failure as something that I should necessarily be ashamed of anymore. Because I realized that there's so much to learn from it. And mm-hmm. I realized that I wouldn't be able to get to where I am today without without the failures that I've had. Yeah, it's a great way to grow, you know, getting those little moments of like, oh, okay, that's a setback. But you know what? Like, it doesn't define me and, and, I, can, and I can grow past this and I can learn something either from the situation or from myself. And yeah, I think it's, a, it's, it's great that you can see it that way now. I'm, I'm really happy for you. Um, what were some of the things that you found the most challenging rebuilding your clientele? Why was it so hard at the start? I think why it was so hard at the start was because so many people told me it would take a long time. Yep. So many people told me all of these strategies to do and they weren't working for me. Um, and I think that I the messed up part was I was really motivated and I was doing the damn thing that everybody was telling me to do and it wasn't working. And I was like, right. I'm literally trying, like I'm putting in my efforts, like I am like doing what I need to do. And I wasn't seeing the results of that on the back end. And it was just like, like, okay, well, I'm trying, like, and but it's not working. So, like, should I just give up? 
You know, mm-hmm. that was the 100% most discouraging part was like, it's not like I was just like sitting back and waiting for clients to come into the door. I was out, I was like in the mall handing out my cards like at least twice a week and like, yeah. and it wasn't working. And like, I would <laughs> consider myself to be like a pretty like social person, you know, like I can yeah, just like 100%. sell someone into like that. coming to see me, <laughs> right? Like I thought I was like friendly and cool. And like, I thought people were gonna wanna come see me, but like literally it, like it was not working. And the only referrals that I was really getting was like from like within the salon. It wasn't from me bringing in my own people. And we mm-hmm. live in a day and age where um, I really do believe that it's we are much more stylist um, focused, like the individual person and the personal brand versus the salon brand as far as consumer behavior goes, right? Like consumers are looking for a stylist. They're not looking for necessarily a salon to be with in this, in this day and age. Right. And so, you know, I, I really, I was really discouraged by the fact that like, I wasn't the one bringing people in. It was really like, just like a here and there referral from the salon. Right. It was like a personal hit more so than anything. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. Mm. What is, what is like the main lesson you think you've learned from that time? The main lesson is that, so some of the advice that I got was, this is going to piss some people off. Are we okay with that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for, okay. real conversations. <laughs> so the main lesson that I got from that was just because somebody's been doing hair for like 20 plus years mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean that they know all and all be all. That's what I knew. That's what I figured out from all that. Um, just because somebody has like years and years and years of experience doesn't mean that every single thing that they advise is the correct thing to do because things change all the time and things change so rapidly in today's day and age. Yeah. And I think that it's really important for people of all ages, people of all years of experience under their belt to listen to all ages and all different years of experiences. I think that it's really important for people who have been in it for like less than 10 years like me, I think uh, to listen to people who are coming, who are new coming into the industry and people who have been in it for a long time and take everything in consideration and come up with what makes most sense for you and and, um, and what makes the most sense for today's day and age and then follow your gut and try things out and maybe fail and then learn a little more of the lesson at the end of the day, right? Yeah. But I feel like I, I kind of, I grew up, I grew up, I feel like in the tail end of the, I feel like the space we lived in where like, like I really respected people who have been doing this for a really long time. Right. And like, I would only listen to those people instead of the people who are maybe doing it as long as I was. And, um, and I, and, and when I did that, I learned the hard way that that's not always the way to go anymore. Like we really need to take in consideration that like everybody has their own things to share and everybody has, uh, no matter where you're at, like great insights. And because the world is changing so rapidly and because we live in such a crazy day and age, it's really important to take in consideration, um, you know, people who are doing well right now <laughs> yeah. and people who uh, who have great advice to share. I love that you said that. And I was uh, I was actually just reading a book recently in which it was saying, you know, as human beings, if there is one thing that can bring us together that we all share and we all have in common is stories. 
And the more we share those stories, the more we share that advice, that life experience, the better we can create a, a rich and fulfilling experience for ourselves, you know, and, and craft really what we want out of our, um, say, business or life or whatever it is. So I think what you said there was really important and something to remember. And anyone listening should rewind maybe 30, 60 seconds. Listen back to that. Um, I want to bring the conversation to something a little different. Forrest, as you probably know, typically caters best for salon businesses of three plus staff. I know that you're working in a salon suite and that's where your journey has brought you as of current. Without getting too, I suppose, controversial or political about any of this, um, I'm thinking of Stephanie Fox's research on on what staff want nowadays from their salon and their leaders, right? And, you know, the, her 2021 results being A, flexibility, B, autonomy, and C, uh, money. And I'm wondering whether you relate to any of that, if there were any things that weren't working for you or your vision working in a commission salon. Like, what do you think or wish salon owners could learn from your experience so okay so here's the answer that people want to hear are you ready commission salon owners are we ready for this <laughs> so here's the answer that you that you probably want to hear because this is going to help you like with your research and taking action yourself um i need to be able to grow and you can't stop me like i need to have room to grow like I need to have room to step into my own power as a high achiever, as a high achieving hairstylist, right? And a high achieving like career oriented hairstylist who really cares and really understands the power of this industry. I need you to make room for me to grow. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's like end all be all. If you want high achievers in your salon, I don't care how much commission you're giving me. I don't care how much money you're giving me. I'll make my own money no matter what. <laughs> like I'll make my because like that that's how high achievers think, right? Right. Like so 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 for me, it's never been about the money at all. I actually had, and now this is where I'm like, this is the answer that y'all are not gonna want to hear. I I had it made at my salon. I loved my owner. I'm not even kidding. My salon owner was the most insane, amazing salon owner <laughs> I have ever. I, I'm I, she. She. I love her. I love her. I'm so thankful for her. She took me on when I had no clientele, and I moved out of here, like in, from like you know, and I and I moved from a very um not very, but I moved from like a much more progressive area that very much like accepted me, and I felt like I fit in, and I moved into like this very rural, very conservative space. And she always made me feel safe and she always created a space for me and she believed in me. And she was an amazing leader and she she did everything right for the most part. Like, because <laughs> nobody, because nobody, because nobody can do everything right. But she did literally like so many things right. And I, and I absolutely loved her and I don't think that she could have changed anything for me. So here's the thing, friend. Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes there's just going to be people who, I mean, if you're a salon owner, you know that you wanted something more. You wanted something bigger, right? And it wasn't just that maybe you were resentful of the last place that you were at. Mm -hmm. It was because you were meant for more and you you knew that that was the next step in your career and in your life, right? And that's exactly what it was for me. I knew that I wanted to take control of what I had going on because I knew that I was going to be able to create something bigger and better and and. I knew that that was going to fulfill my purpose. That's why I went to a salon suite. So I think that salon, and, and here's the thing though, because my salon owner was amazing, I've been at a point where I am very picky and choosy and selecty of 
who selecty who <laughs> is coming into my business and right. the services that I'm taking like I don't I don't take haircut only clients anymore I don't take like I don't take like vivid colors I don't do uh weddings like etc cetera, etc cetera. guess where I'm referring all those people to to that salon yes and that's because I had such an amazing experience so you know I I, I just feel like it's like you're not going to be able to keep everybody, my friends. Like, it's just, if you want high achievers, a lot of the times high achievers are going to want to create their own situations. They're going to want to create their own destiny. So that's why I said at the beginning, like, the answer that you probably need to hear and want to hear is, like, create space to grow and help mm-hmm. people, like, like blaze their own journeys. And I feel like that's how you can have high achievers and retain high achievers in your salon and not lose them to a salon suite or opening up their own situation at the end of the day. That's my advice. That's what I've learned. Well, I appreciate your honesty and your candor in that answer. I think it's important to have those conversations also, you know. Um, what I'm I'm curious about now, I guess, is understanding where Euphora fits into all of this timeline. Um, like when and how did you get started educating under the Euphora brand? And, and what do you find most rewarding about it being a high achiever? Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, okay, so before we became a Euphora salon, it was at my first salon like that I, like, quote, unquote, grew up in. Right. Um, at that salon, we had a very massive, huge, insane, classic color line and product line that we worked with. And I was actually in the midst of getting training to be an educator for that brand. And my salon decided, like, in the middle of my journey of becoming an educator for them to switch to Euphora. (laughs) (laughs) And I was uh, pissed. I was so upset. And um, I was really upset because I was like, I don't want this natural-ish. I don't want this, like... It's like green eco stuff. I like my chemicals. They work. They do what they got to do. Like I I liked my chemicals. I liked like what worked. I liked what was comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And it I and when I so I was really resentful of like the change and the decision. But once I had these like amazing inspiring educators and once I had this company that just like showed me so many like morals and values and like just such amazing authentic support and yeah just support for this industry right and love and passion for this industry I just absolutely fell in love with the brand and um it is just it is high performing it is it, it, it all of their core values align with my core values and I was and they asked me to uh to start education training with them and also they knew that I was like in the midst of like training for the other brand and they were like, yeah, I think like he would be a cool fit. So the color development um, manager, Joanne Rumpel, she uh, she pulled me aside in like our orientation class and she was like, hey, like I think that you should be an educator. Like you should definitely apply. I think you'd be fantastic. And so I went through the training and I absolutely just fell in love with the brand. And mm. um, I've been educating for them ever since then. And I really, really, really enjoy it. It's great. I long, and But I am also, I do also have my own independent education. And I would not have been able to have my own independent education as it is now if it was not for 
my training with Euphora. Like Euphora has gotten me to where I am today in a in a in a major way for sure. Big shout out to Euphora. I'm yes. really thankful that um, they put us in contact. Honestly, I'm having a great time. Um, your session at Euphora Global Connection is coming up. It's titled "Building and Keeping Clients Through Social Media." What can you tell the Forest community about what you'll be covering exactly? Yes. So, like I told y'all. I had to fail a lot, <laughs> okay, a lot with building my clientele before. And and here's the thing, like, when I moved out to this new area and I was, like, building from scratch, I was using social media. Like, I'm a little Gen Z boy, okay? I was, like, posting on the Instagrams. I was, like, doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And my efforts were not working, even using Instagram, okay? Consistently, the way that I knew how to do it. Um, just growing up with the platform, like I really thought that I knew what I was doing and I did not. Okay. And I got some really great education and I was able to really understand just the basics of marketing, like really basic marketing principles that just are, are the same across the board for like every single company, every single thing around the world, because marketing is marketing is marketing and, and psychology right. is psychology. Pe human behavior is the same. Right. And so I learned some basic marketing skills and I just started to apply that to how I was actually using social media. And, and all of a sudden I freaking blew up. I went from being like barely one week booked out at a time to being three and a half months booked out with like five new guest requests a week. Like that wow. is the power That's of social media. You, I, I mean, it, it's just social media and it's just basic marketing skills. And I took all of that and I applied it really hard and I was able to blow up and create an insane successful business for myself. And so uh, that is exactly what I'm going to be bringing to the table at Euphoria Global Connection. I'm going to be speaking about social media strategies that actually work today and how salons and independent stylists can use social media to actually grow and actually get ideal clients that they love to work with coming into mm -hmm. the salon. So I'm really excited about it. It's going to be a blast. Well, I don't want you to spill the tea, but I am wondering, would you be willing to give a bit of a teaser and maybe share one of those strategies with us? Yes. Oh my gosh, 100%. Yes. So I mean, like I said, basic principles of marketing. So the like literally like marketing 101, okay? Marketing 101, if you ever take like a marketing class, you will always learn and understand that you need to be speaking to a specific human being, right? right. Or you need to be speaking to a specific need. You need to be speaking to uh, specific pain points and you need to have a strong brand within who you are speaking to. And so what I'm going to be uh, bringing to the table at Euphoria Global Connection in this class, we're first off going to be talking about what you actually need to be taking into consideration and how you need to be showing up to be able to be speaking to a specific person and have really strong branding and a really strong, clear messaging that will actually resonate, right? Because in today's day and age, we aren't going to be successful as generalists anymore. We aren't going to be successful as being like the jack of all trades anymore when it comes to our marketing because people are looking for the heart surgeon, if they're going to get surgery on their heart, they're not looking for the general surgeon to do uh, surgery on their heart, right? Yeah. So yeah. if somebody is looking for a balayage, they're looking for the balayage specialist. They're not looking for the person who's that, who can do everything. Yeah. And so I'm going to be speaking about how exactly you can really niche that down and figure out who that person is and, and figure out exactly how to speak to that person too. Because I think that we come up with this ideal 
person sometimes. And we like really don't have a clear idea of what actually resonates and what works when you are coming up with content and how you're framing your social media and speaking to them. So that's just one part of what I'm going to be bringing. It's a two hour class. It's going to be jam packed. And I want people to leave with us really strong foundation and fundamental of how they can go and apply that ish right now, like right after they leave in April and start building their books like nobody's business with people that they love to serve and doing services that they love to do. The most important part also. <laughs> Period. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're such a good storyteller. I'm going to try and get one more story out of you. Um, I'm hoping that maybe you could share a success story that came from building your clientele through social media. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So a story that comes to mind uh, when it comes to like a, like a specific client and social media and like building my client's clientele with social media is once I got really I uh, once I got really clear on who my ideal client was and and the ideal services that I wanted to do was and I started to really push that message out on my social. I got this one gal who is like literally my perfect person who, um, who, I mean, we just have such a great time behind the chair together when I'm doing her hair and I do, and I'm, and I know exactly what I'm doing on her hair because it's the service that I specialize in. And she has a really, um, she has a large enough, like, following and a, a high touch point within our local community. And right. once I started to do her hair, my ideal client, like the person that I know that I can serve 100% the best and I can blow out of the water, she started to tell all of her people about me on social media. And literally every single time that she posted a picture of herself on Instagram, she would tag me and I would get literally so many new guest requests that were all ideal clients because of my one ideal client going and sharing with her following who were also my ideal clients. And I was getting new guest requests left and right, right? And that was just from her, not even to mention like all of the other uh, requests that I was getting just from like my own doing and my own social media and my own efforts, you know? And yeah. so it doesn't just stop at like you bringing your own people in. It, it you, you, you put your people to work when you can re when you're really confident that you can blow them away and you can give them an amazing guest experience and really great hair too. Well, I think that's something that you're touching base on at Euphoria Global Connection as well, right? Creating a profitable pre-visit experience. So what does that mean or look like to you? Um, what are we talking about here? And, and are there any ballpark numbers or a threshold for success that industry professional can look to? Yeah. So when I, when we talk about the pre-visit experience and what I normally talk about in my, in like my main education is really like the operations of your business, because once you have like a really strong marketing foundation and once you're getting people to come like into your Instagram, to your Google, my business, to your Facebook page, um, whatever it may be, they are, they're going to feel like trusting of you. They're going to see all your beautiful work. They're going to see your face. They're going to see your personality. And they're going to be like, this is the person for me. Right? So then what happens after that? They go onto your website, right? And if right. you don't have a website in 2022 slash, if you don't have an optimized, really beautiful and current website in 2022, you are going to lose clients period. Like you're not going to be able to build on social period. So the website is part of that pre-visit experience. What does that booking process look like, right? People mm -hmm. aren't going to understand your crazy menu that says, like, <laughs> toner, um, Olaplex treatment, uh, whatever else. Or, like, they don't understand these hairdresser partial foil. They don't understand these hairdressery terms, okay? So what we want to do is, is we want to make sure that we, we create a really comfortable um, 
uh, speaking the client's language menu on our website so that way they know ex- they feel really comfortable with booking with us. I cannot even tell you how many times I've had client new clients say, I decided to come to you instead of the other salons that I was looking at because your menu was the only one that made sense, right? Wow. And so, so having a menu and having a website that actually speaks the client's language is going to really make sure that you're making people feel comfortable and you're not steering people away because they're just going to keep on scrolling through until they find something that actually makes sense to them. And uh, further on in your website, it, it should be really clear. It should be really easy about what the process looks like to actually get an appointment with you. Okay. And let me tell you, friend, people don't like to call on the phone anymore. Okay, that's why we got Forest. That's why we got online booking. Okay, people do not like to talk to human beings. We don't got the time and we're all socially anxious and it's just not the tea anymore. (laughs) So it should be really easy. Okay, so it should be really easy to get an appointment with you slash it should be really easy to figure out where you start the booking process. And um, it should be as hands off as possible for so many different reasons, not only because that's what the way that the consumer behavior is is going but also because it takes the load and pressure off of you. And so you, as a industry professional, whether you're independent, whether you're a salon owner, whether you're the receptionist, whether you are paying for a receptionist, if there are things that you can automate, if there's things that you can streamline and make the client experience better at all in the same breath, right? Why wouldn't you do that? It's because we're scared. It's because we're uncomfortable. And it's because we don't have the right education and we're not following the right mentors. And when you really lean into that uncomfortability and you start to streamline your processes and get with the program with 2022, you will see transformation in your business and the way that your clients respect you, interact with you, and start booking with you, period. Hey, if I was a salon owner right now, I'd be like, put me on a plane. That's it. I've bought my ticket. I'm going to Hunter's class. But in all seriousness, now's the time we share all the deets. Uh, when's it happening? Yes. Uh, when are you speaking at? All that kind of stuff. Yes. So honestly, I don't know which day that I'm speaking. I think I'm speaking on the fourth, but honestly, like no matter (laughs) what day I'm speaking, y'all should just come for both days if that's possible for you, because it's going to be lit and there's some really cool people who are speaking and it's, and I have been to global before and it has been a lit experience. Okay. So I just, I just encourage you to go all in. If you're going to come to you for a global, it's in the beautiful Sunny San Diego. San Diego is a cool city ever. Hopefully y'all can maybe take some time. Isn't it cool? Hopefully y'all can take some time to visit the zoo because the zoo is cool and they have a panda. Oh my God. I was going to say. Yes. Yes. So, but here's the tea. Here's the tea. I brought like, I'm giving you guys some like secret insider like gifts and like tea. Is that okay, Zoe? Can I share the gifts? Of course. Please, please share. Okay, gorgeous. So listen, if you want to come to Euphoria Global April 4th, April 5th, 2022, and you want a little special discount, my friend, we got a special discount code. It is FP200 for $200 off of your ticket. Okay. And you can find the link to sign up within the show notes in this podcast episode, wherever you're listening to this, or you can go to euphora.pro or literally just search Euphora Global online. And when you're in checkout, you'll put in the FP200 discount code and you will get $200 off your tickets. So that's my little special gift for the forest people, for the people who are listening to this, because y'all are my people and y'all are on the inside crew. So that's the tea. I hope that I get to see you there, friends. 
Yeah, like it's a solid lineup. You're definitely going to leave inspired. You get $200 off. You get to hang out with Hunter. Like what more could you want? And also I feel like it's one of the first like big in-person educational live event that we're seeing in yes. such a long time. Yes. And you, I completely agree. And um, the cool thing about Global is that we are not just bringing you like hair shows. We are bringing you hair, creativity, art, artistry, passion, and business and mindset and growth and like everything that you need to really go back and kick some ass behind the chair and in your salon environment and in your community, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're not just going and getting like some fluff and like not getting to just see cool stuff. You're actually learning. Like you're getting things that you can actually apply when you leave. I don't know about you, Zoe, but I have been to some classes or maybe you listening to this, you've been to some classes maybe and you get some really cool ideas and you leave and you're like, okay, what now? No, ma'am, you're, you're going to get tangible, actionable steps to be able to actually leave and go kick some ass behind the chair. And so that's exactly what I'm bringing in my presentation. And I know these educators who are coming up in this gig and they are going to do the exact same for you and it's going to be next level. So I agree with you though. Like, are we so ready for in-person education? I know I am. And, and the Euphora, the Euphora Global uh, Vision Quest. It wasn't global. It was Vision Quest, which is kind of like the the other, like the global sister event. Right. Vision Quest got canceled uh, in 2020 because of the pandemic. And so because that was canceled, I know Euphora is just bringing it. Like it's bringing it to the next level. So y'all are going to want to be there because it's going to be an extraordinary event. Well, Hunter, thank you so much for coming on to the show and sharing all of your stories with the Forest community. I hope you have an inspiring time at Euphora Global Connection. I'm bummed out I won't be able to attend, um, but I hope to see you at some point, perhaps in uh, the Philly area. Thank you so much, Zoe. Thank you so much for having me. I will say, I love Forest. I've loved Forest since the get. I, we've I used Forest in my in my salons, right? Because we talked about like it's like it's great for like like salons and teams and stuff. I use Forest in the salon, and I freaking love Forest. I love the reports. I love how the uh, how everybody has their own app. Like I love online booking, like everything. Like Forest is badass. So when y'all asked me to come up on here and talk about my favorite things to talk about, I was like, yes. Ma'am. So Zoe, thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate you and your time and our time together. I appreciate you too. Thank you so much, Hunter. Thank you. You heard it here first. Make sure to get your $200 discount promo code and put Hunter's Business Breakout Session, building and keeping clients through social media in your calendar. I won't be going through the entire two-day calendar, but if you're looking into Euphoria Global Connection on April 4th and 5th, here are the four main stage presentations you'll be able to attend. Developing the Resilient Mind with Blake Williams, a leadership and resilience coach. The Power Trifecta with Stephanie Fox, founder of Talent Match and Matchable. The Marketing Pipeline with Kristen Lemire, hair educator and business coach. And there's going to be a jam session, a technical and creative presentation featuring Euphora top trainers. And for more information on Hunter Donia's session or the event in general, you can visit euphora.pro. The direct link will be in today's show notes. Thanks for listening to Forest FM. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. As always, you can head over to forest.com forward slash FM to catch all the latest from the show, as well as check out the links and resources mentioned throughout the episode. And if you've got any feedback, be sure to let us know. Send us an email at forestfm at forest.com. Brought to you by Forest Salon Software.
Forest FM episodes air weekly, sharing inspiring stories from the salon floor and amplifying community voices all over the globe. In your salon, we're at the heart of it. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z, Montreal's cutting edge post production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Great music makes great moments.